ready? <laughs> Call me the face. I don't know where that. Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Radio Face. That's <laughs> Radio Face Pernell. <laughs> Bebop. We're, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just hanging a little loose tonight. Um, every week we get together, we choose a topic, and we choose some great video game music across all generations, all consoles. Um, if it has a controller and you control it on the television, we will play music for it. And if that controller happens <laughs> to be your brain, eh, we'll figure something out. Um, oh, for, before we start the show, I got to give a shout out to Alex. Alex, thank you so much for your contribution to the show um, on Patreon. It's much appreciated. I have to say, Rob told me about it earlier today, and my jaw dropped, and I spilled <laughs> tea all over his floor. He didn't appreciate that no, very no, much. That's cool. The no, donation or the spill? No, the spill's fine. <clears throat> okay. No, yeah, I'm not gonna hold that against you. That's, that's why the stain's still on the floor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also, I'm still lazy. That's not gonna change. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> says the guy. Says the guy running a freaking marathon. He's lazy. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything else has to like take a backseat. All right. So. This week, we have a very different topic. So you, Pernod, were like, hey, let's do this because of something special that's just happened. That's correct. We recently had a release of a movie that ties back to a franchise that has been around since at least the mid-90s in the States. But then, of course... It's got to be late 90s, right? Late 90s? No, like 94. 94? Okay. So, of course, if you weren't 100% familiar with it, and you just kind of, you know, grabbed it from there. You wouldn't realize that this actually goes back way further than that. So we're talking about <clears throat> uh, the Go-Go Power Rangers, which I, I thought it was later because, so the Power Rangers were a thing. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, so I thought it was later because the Power Rangers were a thing, right? No, I mean, what Power Rangers? I thought the topic was Super Hentai episode no, games. No, Super Sentai, pronounced Sentai. Well. <sighs> Sent Super All right, cut. Cut! I got, I got no. Damn it, Pernell. Hold on. Is that why we couldn't get a hold of you earlier? <laughs> Just a bit. You were doing research. Too much research. <laughs> study, study, study. But okay, okay. Don't touch anything. Uh, but okay, I think I can roll with this. So, what is the actual topic name? Okay, we're doing Super Sentai. Oh, okay. Much better. We're just joking, everybody. I, I can, yes, we are. But I, I wanted, I really wanted to get that in because this is also episode 69. <laughs> yes, this is episode 69. 7-9. Don't ask us how we do the math. Let us handle Poorly. it. Poorly. Let, let us handle it. <laughs> um, but I'd like to talk about maybe our experience with the Sentai series or Power Rangers going on because I, I really don't. But I'm wondering if that's like a personal experience. I'd like to maybe ask our listeners how they feel about it. Like for me, like my experience came from, I mean, I'd heard of G-Force, which is a show that's actually called Gotcha Man in Japan. Yeah, I remember G-Force. Yeah, that came out. They started airing that on MTV in the States, like sometime in the 90s, either mid or late 90s. I can't remember. Yeah. But it's between that and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV show that started airing on Fox Kids. Um, I remember... It started coming on TV, and I was so excited for this show. Oh, my God, superheroes and giant robots. It's like Voltron, but live action. And then it started airing, 
And for some reason, mainly because of my obsession with things needing to be animated, it didn't quite hit me. Yeah, I think that's what happened to me, too. But I kept recording and watching every episode, and yet the kids at school would make fun of me for it. I didn't. I just didn't watch it. I watched every episode. I couldn't get into it, and I, I just never could. So like, so after that, you know, like I watched Power Rangers, left it that they started doing all the majillion gajillion spinoffs. And at that point, I kind of checked out. Um, but there was always kind of an interest in it to me. Like if a game came out that involved, you know, multicolored superheroes that kicked butt and took down crime, yeah. I was in. When Ronin Wars was a big thing on TV, oh, I right. was in, which is, I think, Samurai Troopers in Japan also. So fast forward a number of years. And I make a friend on the internet slash anime convention party room because we were we met at a party. His name is Keith, and he apparently does a site called Henshin Justice Unlimited. It's just like HenshinJustice.com. and um, essentially, it's a freaking cornucopia of information for all these different properties, like just superhero shows. Not even necessarily, you know, Sentai. Also, like Tokusatsu, like you know, Common Rider and stuff like that. And it just blew my mind. I started to kind of learn more and more that Power Rangers wasn't just that show I watched on Fox Kids. This is a whole phenomenon. And then we started to learn more and more about how many games we've played over the years. May not necessarily be Power Rangers, but they just kind of take influence from these properties or from this product. And lo and behold, here we are at this episode. It's like, Power Rangers came. I was like, "It's time to do it. Let's get back on these game topics and talk about some songs from these you know, from these titles that I've been longing to get into on the show." So, well, we're going to have links to um, his site, and does he have a podcast running? No, but I believe it, as he told me that they're working on getting one up and running again. They had it and it went down for a bit, but well, I think they're going to get it again. Well, we'll still have links to all this stuff on the on the website, on the uh, on the show post, and um, we'll talk about it on Facebook as well. But let's let's start with your picks because my picks I stuck with specifically the Japanese um, Sentai series games. But you you found some interesting things. Yeah, see, you go you take to go deep and find out. You do a lot more about this. Well, I, I didn't have a lot of experience, so I was like, let's just find the original stuff. And that's why I'm really excited about what you've <laughs> picked. But um, so my first track is I'm going to go with the game that started it all for the genre for me, which would be the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Super Nintendo game. The track is called Depot. It takes place in stage two of the game and is composed by Iku Mizutani and Kinuyo Yamashita. Awesome.
Stepping down down to the depot with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> you did that on purpose. I sure did. <laughs> this track is fantastic. It is composed by two fantastic composers, Iku Mizutani and Kinoyo Yamashita. This makes you want to rip your shirt off and then put on another shirt and then go outside and kick the crap out of crime because why not? It needs, a, <laughs> it needs this crap kicked. And who better to do it than the guy who's juiced up on this awesome tune? Yeah, this is a really fun track. At first, I thought this was like some kind of Capcom stuff right here. Yeah, it really kind of, like, not the entirety, but a good chunk of it reminded me of, um, for those who are familiar, Toxic Seahorse from X3, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, X3. yeah, the X-Series, definitely the X-Series. Um, now, the game itself, as we all know, it was a TV show property put into a game, so it's not going to be extreme or elaborate. It was a side-scrolling beat-em-up, left or right, 2D, where you control one of the five... Um, original TV series, US TV series, Power Rangers, and it's typical punches and kicks, grabs and throws. A, a beat em up. Yeah, it was a side scroll and beat em up. And at the end of every stage, after you, I, forget, I can't remember if you fought the boss normal like first, but eventually after you beat the boss, Rita Repulsa would do her thing and make the monster grow, just like on the TV <laughs> show. And then you have to go into the Power Rangers, um, you have to form the Megazord, and it becomes like a big like mecha beat em up with the. Huh. Uh, with the actual boss monster. It was a pretty cool game, and I used to play a lot of it at the Salvation Army. So, <laughs> love that game. Yeah, this this is, I mean, I think as far as, like, the like the Power Rangers types games go, like, this was one of the, like, people's favorites. Like, people remember this game very well. As I've heard multiple people talk about it. What they used to bug me about Power Rangers, though, the, that, that show, was that... They all had different weapons, of course. You know, you know, it was like that. One had an axe, I believe, and a sword, spear. One of them had a bow. All right, it's okay, a distance yeah. attack weapon. That was like the Pink Ranger, right? The Pink Ranger, yeah. She had a bow, but aside from maybe the occasional use on putties, she rarely actually did distance combat with a bow. So, like, if this were um, Cap, if this, <laughs> if this were Captain Planet. And the, these were the Planeteers. She would be Heart. No, no, no. Well, essentially, actually, no, because Heart. Yeah, I go with that. Yeah, she was Heart. Because <laughs> people like to say Heart had no use, but Heart had a ton of uses. Just Mati never really put it to the use it could have mm. in combat. And I feel the same way about her and the bow. Because she always felt like she had to get up close in person with her punches and kicks like everybody else. I was like, no, you're the team sniper. Yeah, you're yeah exactly. Trees. Sit back. Yeah, it's just like, oh, Goldar is vulnerable. Oh, bow! But no, 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 no. She yeah, wants she, to get in face. She wants she, to show herself. She could have ended the battle early, but, you know. Yeah, she could have been stealthy. The whole time, <laughs> the monster's looking around like, where's that pink range? I know she's got a bow. And then out of nowhere, bow, she's de- to care of business. Like, I'm going home now, guys. I'm going to drink. Well, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Pixel Tunes Radio um, host Mike Levy, because I know that he is an Iku Mizutani fan. Huge Iku Mizutani fan, so... This one goes out to him, and actually leads into my next, uh, my first track. Actually, um, it is called Chojin Sentai Jetman for the Famicom, and I think it's the first Super Sentai game for for the Nintendo. Hey, or the Nintendo system. I'm not pretty sure. It's composed by Katsuhiko Toyama, but the sound engine was programmed by Izumukatani. Really? Yeah, which is interesting. Well, there it is. So he's, so he's been involved in a lot, in a lot of these. But I'm going to play um, Area E from Chojin Sentai Jetman for the Famicom.
You're listening to Area E from the game Chojin Sentai Jetman for the Famicom, composed by Katsuhiko Toyama. Man, this is such a jam. I, I love the opening where it's like, um, it's almost like you can imagine like violins or like some kind of string section. It's like, it just, just pumps you up. And there's at least like six movements to this song. And the song's only like 40 seconds long or so. Yeah, it makes you feel actually oh, so good. I think we can agree on our selections for this episode. We haven't even gotten through them all yet, but did you not feel very energized throughout oh, the entire super, duration of seeking these out? Super, super energized. What's funny though is like when I ran into arrangements of the of the original American tunes, like one of the, like the tunes that were composed um, for the American version of, of the of the show, mm-hmm. I wasn't into that. Really? Like, I just I, I couldn't get into that music. Yeah. Like when Pokemon came out, it was like '98, right? Yeah. So I was in—I just started college when Pokemon came out, and so there's a, there's a whole group of kids who have this nostalgia for like the show and for the games that I just don't have. See, because that's- when it was out, I just wasn't—I was watching. I mean, I was into like Dragon Ball and stuff, but I just didn't care about Pokemon. See, that's where I think it's interesting. Like. That's why I think our show dynamic is awesome because we come at it from two different worlds. Like we were around the same age, yeah. but when Pokemon came out, I was really interested in the game. So the show started airing. Yeah, honestly, I was too. I, I had Pokemon Red for my Game Boy, but then I never went. I never went past that. I know that's what I'm saying. But like as a result, it made me want to try to watch the show more. Oh, I so see. So even though, like. Power Rangers, I was able to enjoy a little bit more by far. Oh, okay. That's but with Pokemon, for sure, I was like. This is the cheesiest thing. I liked watching the Pokemon show up on the screen and do Pokemon moves and battle, but whenever the actual human <laughs> character show up, I wanted them gone. Well, I gotta say something, and it might be it might sound controversial, but I want you to know, the listeners, that it's coming from a very good place. Yeah, no, of and, course. And, and what I'm gonna say is that Uh-oh. in my mind, the Power Rangers lives right alongside uh, professional wrestling. Well, yeah, because it's like. A lot of like heavy drama with like overproduced like fights and stuff that it's just cheesy, but it's fun. I think so. Like, and and I I see a lot of guys my age and maybe a little younger, whatever, who are still really into it. Like, I have total respect for that because it's just silly fun. Like, if you can't enjoy that, then like, what's the point, right? And that's and I think that's actually exactly. There's nothing wrong with it because I I agree. But I like the cheese. Well, just because like, it's not my thing doesn't mean like it's it's not cool, right? Exactly. But like, so in my mind, like Power Rangers is like right there. It's like Power Rangers and like WWF. Yeah, see, like, but I grew for up me, with it, but I wasn't really into it. But you want to know how I'm able to do something like Sentai as opposed to WWF? Though, is the fact that it feels they wore shirts. <laughs> that is true. I'm a, I'm more a fan of shirts, but no, it's also just there's that divide between like wrestling, which could be real, but is still clearly fake, and then fighting giant monsters with robots in colored suits, which cannot happen. Right. So it's like this is fantasy being acted out, and this is something that could happen mm. being acted out. It doesn't gel the same. Like wrestling, when you watched it originally, you believed it could be real because it could be real. Well, debatable. Anyway, it could be real. They <laughs> have UFC. Let's continue on. Because <laughs> we can do this all day. We will do this all day. But what's, what's, what's your second track? I know you've got some more stuff um, that I, I, I didn't even think of. Well, the next track I went with, I I had some other options, but I realized later on that I could not do an episode 
on Super Sentai and not do a track from this game. It'd be blasphemous. So I choose my next track. <laughs> Wonderful 101, face up in attack mode. Wait, 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 hold on. What's the name of the game? Wonderful 101. One- wow. Okay. I've never heard of this. Really? Wonderful 101. Yes. What system's it for? The Wii. Oh, that's why. <laughs> you. We you. We you. No, we you. We me? No, we you. <laughs> no, it's for the we you. And it's a spectacular game, but we'll go on that in a minute. But the track title in question is called Table's Turn, and is composed by Hiroshi Yamaguchi. tables have turned and I've picked my track you see you see that anyway track title is tables turn from the game wonderful 101 from the composer Hiroshi Yamaguchi this track makes me feel so good this is like a very like I love that I love that the little snare drum going and right here at this section straight up Street Fighter 2 <laughs> yes really I didn't even catch that until you did like, like it's just for a brief moment. Like it's not a brief moment. They re, they re, they repeat that that little section there, like that little phrase, like three times. But it's just a phrase. Now, like this game, this actually, I'm glad I chose this track after the discussion we just had because it embodies <laughs> that element of what I was talking about about like how you feel like youthful while you watch it. In the case of this, play it. The premise of the game is a team of 100 heroes who wear special suits that allow them to fuse with each other, so to speak. So all, all of them fuse together? More or less, yes. I think they eventually become like you can do like two things at once, but they kind of fuse <laughs> together to create various objects or weapons depending on the ranger that's leading the pack. So like Wonder Red joins and makes a fist. So he can like, make a giant fist and starts punching things and grabbing things and turning things. But just, so just a fist flying around. Doing giant it. fist! And the more people that you have in your team, the larger awesome. the fist is. Wonder Blue is like a sword. And Wonder Green is a gun, I believe. Wonder Yellow is a hammer. 
and Wonder Pink's a whip. And I think there's a couple others like Wonder Bomb, but Wonder Whip is where I was like, I don't need the other whip, but I got Wonder Whip, which sounds like a really delicious dessert. So what's uh, what's Wonder Purnell? Wonder Purnell? I actually was thinking about it on the way over yeah, here. Yeah, what's, what's Wonder Purnell going to be? Uh, it would be a megaphone. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, mega boom is like... <laughs> It's like just shatters things and like just ruptures eardrums. And because sound is a very, very powerful thing when used properly. That's right. Because I think I think Wonder Rob will be a giant keyboard. When we, when we combine, we can be like a supersonic blast. That would be spectacular, actually. So there it is. Wonderful 103. <laughs> Actually, I guess 101, 102, because one oh, number one is me. I mean, we're the wonderful two. That is true. Or the, well, maybe we'd be the fabulous two. <laughs> but uh, but this game is really good. And the other thing I wanted to mention about is like how it does a number of things about like those old TV shows did that you would kind of like, you'd smile and get cringe at the same time, which yeah. is like, for example, they'd have the narrator would just interject and explain, Wonder Red has a special alloy coating his suit, which allows him to do all these certain such things. And... Um, they kind of play off of that, like they'll have the character stop while the narrator talks, and you'll kind of see them kind of like start to kind of slump because they can't hold their position for too <laughs> long. And uh, they do the dramatic scenes like in the old TV shows. It's just, I don't even so, think the game did very well. So it's like knowing, like, like it knows what it is, and it's like kind of meta. Yeah, it's a oh, kind okay. of a meta game. It, la- it lasted itself while appreciating oh, everything I, that it is. I can dig that. I, I like that. So, like, we're playing stuff from like the original, like, you know made for kids and like not really serious but for kids to be really into it now we're like the kids are older here's a game kind of poking fun at something that we're all nostalgic about I think even now there's things I've caught up to that I've watched on TV where it's like it drills more into stuff a similar nature was like oh I remember when shows did that it makes you feel kind of good that reminds me of um, the, the Voltron remake I'm super into right now and that I need to watch because I've been right. hearing nothing but so, good yeah, things. So Voltron has five superhero characters, different colors, flying giant robots that form together into one big robot. So yeah, that's kind of like a Super Sentai thing. But the, the remake is um, produced by DreamWorks, and it's fantastic. Seriously? Yeah, it's so good. See, I need to season this. two, I'm having a hard time getting the uh, the motivation. But the first season, I watched in one day. I got a feeling that once you start the second season, it'll probably like the first one. Once yeah. you get into it and they get the plot hooked into you, you want to watch, yeah. watch the rest. Well, it's definitely it's definitely more than just like Monster of the Week. It's very, very, it's more involved and it's it's still fun that there's a lot of silliness going on. And that's what's something because that I think that would make me more intrigued too because <laughs> I will say that a lot of shows that just did Monster of the Week but didn't drive a center plot along. Right. They lost me sometimes, but if you got a center plot kind of weaving through the middle, which a lot of later anime and shows, yeah, like that yeah, they, do, they sort of embrace more of that, like that, that in the, the thread that kind of like pulls everything together. I think later, a lot of later Sentai shows that too, because like Ashley through the Henshin Justice, I'm actually trying to find a couple of new ones because I was like, I want to give this genre another shot, and there's this one that I want to look into. It's heavily video game inspired. Like, there's a lot of video game jokes oh, cool. that get played on it, and I think they do that too, where it's like Monster of the Week, but then there's like a slight constant plot that's going through the season and that's as long as you can do that like Supernatural does that you know? oh yeah yeah totally like Monster of the Week but at the end Sammy <laughs> why are you still talking to that demon <laughs> and then but, but, but Dean you know Sam Sammy you know so like it's the same logic like a lot of shows do that here too it's like common theme at the, in the, at the core yeah but you know I think I think it's also like they figured out a, uh, a lot of writers might have maybe figured out a formula to get people hooked hmm 
but that's I'm being a little cynical here. Okay, I'm gonna bring it in. I'm gonna bring it down a little bit because my notes on this track was uh, chill funk. Oh man! So I dug super deep for this one. Wonder this, shovel. <laughs> this is for the Game Boy Advance. I don't have a composer for this one. The title is called Genshin Justice Risers Sochaku Chikyu no Senshi Taki. Um, for the Game Boy Advance. Again, I don't have the composer for this, but this is BGM3. Listen to this funky little number from uh, Gensaishin, Just a Riser, Suchaku, Chikyu no Senshitaki. This is BGM3 for the Game Boy Advanced, and composer is unknown. I couldn't find one. In fact, finding the OST for this game was was a bit of a, uh, a dig. Really? A little bit of a dig. So, but I, I tracked it down. I tracked down some some shady 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 places on the net. Using I, the, I was surfing the net, hacking the webs. Using your wonder shovel. No, nah, I used a Google. Huh. Wonder I used Google. Wonder Google. <laughs> <laughs> Activate. But no, this is real. I, I, I found some like that. It sounded like maybe it was probably like dialogue music or maybe uh, character select type stuff. It would have to be because I'm looking at the game and it doesn't look like this track would fit the actual action sequences at yeah. all. Like this is, I guess, beat em ups really were like a very solid genre type to use oh, for totally. these kinds of games because this looks like a game I played on, on the DS called Draglate where just the left is like larger sprites left to right and it's usually no more than like two adversaries on the screen at one time mm-hmm. punch kick one super move and like an ultra yeah maybe a jump yeah but, it um, has like a slide kick too like, it's this style like I'm really drawn to where it's just like super it's mellow like super not mellow but so mellow I mean because that that bass is like uh. I guess okay, not mellow, but maybe the <laughs> yeah, yeah, mellow. yeah. It's got that cool flute. The flute sounds really cool. I think I would have to go with it. But so, so the Power Rangers had um, animals later on, right? I think they almost always had animals. Yeah, like they were like Zords or whatever they were called. Yeah. All right. So, what's your power animal? I have an animal. Yeah. So, like, if you were to form an animal, a giant animal robot. Oh, I'd be the most ineffective hero because it'd probably be something like a sloth. Oh, really? Yeah, mecha sloth. Yeah, I'm going to be a gorilla. A gorilla? Yeah. It's just brute force. There's no tacticalness aspects of the gorilla. Just... No, he can climb. He Wait, can... what? You're giant. He can. He's huge, man. Yeah, so there's nothing to climb. You're already taller than all the buildings. I can climb a mountain. What's the point? You're not going to fight on a mountain. 
You says, I mean, I don't know. You don't know where aliens are going to land. Typically someplace with a population, I'd wager. There's mountains around here. <laughs> we, you do know where we live, All right, right? Well, you, Slothzord, will distract the monster to the to the mountains, and then I'll take care of him from there. Yeah, but I also have a, have a, <laughs> there's a stealth sloth, you see. Stealth sloth. He makes his enemies think he's slow, but then when they least expect it, he rolls and claws, because sloths are they're sly. Or, hey, a cyber porcupine. I don't know, man. You seem pretty. Uh, you seem pretty focused on that sloth. Well, I like the idea of a cyber sloth. I'm sorry. It may not be. It may not be choice. He may not save the world, but he'll sure help the world learn how to take a freaking break and relax. Yeah, super cute, super cute Megazord. So like the aliens come down. And he's like, "Yo, chill." Yeah, just relax, guys. Oh, wow, this guy knows what's up. <laughs> I like the porcupine idea, where like the alien just steps on him. Or I can shoot quills. Oh, you can shoot. Oh, yeah. I'm imagining like uh, like like the the monsters in Mega Man. <laughs> You'd have a sword and shield in the front, but then the back is quills. You can shoot the quills off his back, so he's protected from all sides. Nice. He's the ultimate Zord animal. Will he connect with the other robots? Very carefully. Very very carefully. It would have to be. Oh yeah. He could harm that gorilla. Well, the gorilla had it coming then. <laughs> all right. This was a fun tune. Especially now we now we have our zords intact. Now right? we have now, now we have our zords in our in our transformations. Gorillas. See, dig it. I want to draw that. I need an artist friend <laughs> that could draw this. Me chilling with my sloth zord. I could draw it. it ain't gonna look that great though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what's your what's your final tune? I wasn't gonna go with one game, but while doing my research, I came across an awesome product. But this game is called Chroma Squad. It is a tactical Sentai adventure. And the track is called Lights, Camera, Chromatize and is written and composed by Raphael Mueller.
Welcome back. It is lights, camera, chromatize action yeah. in the game Chroma Squad. This is one of my favorite songs of the episode, man. This is a jam. And it's composed by Raphael Muller. I oh. totally bissed it earlier in the show, but thankfully our German language trained <laughs> co-host here nailed it down. Well, you yeah. like you brought like I don't always see your tracks when you come in. Now I'm like, so it's a surprise. And when you said like once I heard the song, I was like, I have to know this composer. And he's done a bunch of other stuff, just stuff on Steam. But like this is apparently, I think, one of his more famous Steam games that he's worked on. Yeah, and this Ooh. game sounds really cool. <laughs> but yeah, like the game is pretty much exactly what you would want if you're a fan of this stuff. Apparently, the premise is a bunch of people get together, a couple group of friends are like we're tired of doing what we usually do for a living. They decide to quit their jobs and start a Tokusatsu studio. And they start filming this show, Chroma Squad. You have to actually pay employees to come and work as actors on your show. You actually bring in, you actually get to choose who's the lead character on the show. You equip them with, you know, Sentai weaponry. <laughs> so it's actually like you actually play them on the, like on a TV show. Yeah, you're actually filming the show, and each episode of the show is a battle. So every once in a while, you might get like conditions for this. It's a tactical RPG. So you might get a condition where the where the director's like, no, in order to get maximum viewership, you can't beat the boss without without oh, knocking out the goons first. That's awesome. So you got stuff like that. And you have to do like flashy moves, like okay, do this move, so because you got to show off Red's you know, <laughs> super cannon shot. So like, you might be one of the conditions to get good you know viewership on your episode. Well, the artwork looks like super cute too. It's like kind of pixely, but like they look like little tiny like fighters it just looks super neat it sounds amazing yeah i genuinely legitimately this is another example of a game where i hadn't heard of it so much prior to the episode but now i want to buy it because it looks awesome and i'm not sure if i should just get the steam version now or hold out to the playstation when it comes out in may but do what oh, that is this is something else there it is yeah so i can bring some unknown salt to the show too you see uh, every once in a while dig deep oh that's what was on this course one more time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it doesn't have that chippy kind of sound to it, but that lead is definitely a square, that kind of square wave sound. Ah, oh, so sweet. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm digging what I'm catchy. hearing. Yeah. yeah. So is the rest of the soundtrack similar? I think so. Like there's, it, it has a different, definitely a mixture. But honestly, I didn't hear a single bad track from the episode. Hmm. Makes you want to strike a transformation pose and get down. <laughs> yeah. Fly through the air. I always liked how, like, when they like in anime, you jump through the air and there's like, like, like stars or like you know those lines, speed, speed lines. lines. Yeah, those crazy speed lines. Oh yeah, you got to show how, how fast you're going. You know, uh, super fast. So um, my final track, I'm gonna play from. It's my only Super Famicom track. So kind of going through all the Nintendo systems here. This is from. Gekiso Sentai Car Rangers Zenkai Racer Senshi So I think <laughs> this titles. So I think in this series it's all about the cars So they all have like special cars And I, I don't think it's a racing game But it's like a racing adventure game um, This is music for the bad ending For the Super Famicom Composed by Hiroyuki Iwatsuki In Haruo Osashi
This is the bad ending music from the game Gekiso Sentai Car Rangers Zenkai Racer Senshi for the Super Famicom, composed by Hiroyuki Iwatsuki and Haru Ohashi. And this this is my favorite track of that game. It just sounds super cool, like super slick, like 80s synth pop. Oh, love it. And guess what? It's a beat-em-up. Another beat-em-up. Beat <laughs> Called it. Oh my god, it's like it's going to be a beat-em-up or it's going to be some kind of strategy game. But right? it looks awesome, though. I like the color. It's very colorful like they tend to be, and the characters have like huge feet and big heads, but like modern-sized hands, <laughs> and they punch and kick and shoot the gun. But, um... I kind of these are the kind of games I'm actually kind of surprised I never came across in the in the ROM scene because these are the kind of games where you should be trying to find them in the ROM because they never came out to the states and all. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little. I mean, like it's not something I, I seeked out myself. So ditto. But you know what? I'm going to now because now <laughs> I want to play Bigfoot Car Ranger Racer guy. I want to take care of business. So like, do the, do the cars like they actually run around as car people? No, they're just typical Sentai outfits. You know, the color outfits, the helmet, the shoes. Oh, they God. walk, they punch, they can kick. He had a gun they could shoot from the side. And then there's like, I guess like, there's like side-scrolling levels with bosses at the end. I always thought that was kind of lame if like your superhero guy had like a gun. I almost thought it'd be better if like, I almost thought it was more interesting when they had like swords or staffs. You know, like what if, what if like the, like, the, the, the Ninja Turtles had like guns, right? Like, well, Ninja feel, Turtles, right? well, guess what? Ninja Turtles had guns. They'd have a lot less trouble when, when the people <laughs> from Dimension X came up when they had guns, so, which I mean, they always did. So I guess like if the Ninja Turtles had to go up against like a monster the size of a building, yeah, they would probably go after like a bazooka and take care of business. They sh- it made their lives easier because they never really had guns on the show. It was a scenario where Donatello had to make like a d- dimensional portal gun or like a glue gun. He was a smart guy. Yeah, he did machines. <laughs> he knew what was up. Yeah, but like, I thought about, I was thinking about this while we were going through the songs. I wanted to make sure I remember this show slash manga before we were done the normal bit of the show. It's a show called Shinesman, and okay. I bought the DVD back in like 2000 or so. Oh, wow. So this is an older... It's really old, but I never <laughs> forgot it. All two episodes of it. It is a show that tropes on the Super Sentai genre, but the difference is... The characters are businessmen and women that work for a business, and the alien overlord comes down to Earth and takes <laughs> it over by opening a business. Okay. <laughs> and he wants to rule through corporate greed. Oh, I love it. So the enemies... Oh, is this, is this like live action or... Like That's anime? a cartoon. So anime. Anime. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So the enemy, the, the, um, the monsters that come through are related to, like, you know, this business. Yeah. And then the, when, the, when they have to actually fight back, the Shinesman team... Yeah. Joins up, they just basically leave work and <laughs> put on their outfits and they go fight using like business cards oh, and stuff. Funny. It's so weird. And the colors are just absurd. Like, one of the characters is like gray, like Shinesman gray, and the girl wears salmon pink, like actually salmon pink. And it is freaking hilarious. That's awesome. It's such a cool show. It only had two episodes, and I was sad by that because oh. I was like, I want more of this. This is so good. So the only two cool... got made or only two you could find? Two only two got made. Oh, man. That's, just, that's funny, though. That sounds amazing. It had a hilarious premise, and being that this episode is devoted to Super Sentai, right. it is a good time to plug it. So if you can find it, it's probably on YouTube, honestly. It's only two episodes. So it's probably YouTube. It's called Shinesman? Yep, as in like Shining Sun with okay. an S that's fine. and then Man. But it's so good. I'll have to look that up. So I'm going to bring this vapor wave of a track down. 
And we're going to get into the bonus round. Bonus round! <laughs> I knew that was coming, right? <laughs> if, you, if you didn't, you weren't paying attention. Oh, man. So the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on today's theme. Today's theme is Super Sentai Force Battle Things. Super Battle Mecha Fight. <laughs> um, I had a hard time with this, so... Um, how are we going to do this? What, what, did you, do you, what you got? Well, I've got two tracks. Okay. Or I have one. We might have to do two. <laughs> All right. Well, they're both in the same game, but they're both awesome. Oh, let's play them both, man. All right. Well, the first track I got, the track is called Not Your Above Average Joe from the game Beautiful Joe. Nice. Standing Ovation Rock Remix. <laughs> and it's composed by a man that goes by the name of Ivan Hockstock. It is fantastic.
I hope you felt that because <laughs> I felt that. Yeah, you were really rocking out. Oh yeah, you dancing that whole. You danced the whole time. I had the air guitar there. <laughs> yeah. I have to. I would have done a split, but the room's not long enough for my legs. No, no. And I didn't want to put holes in your walls. <laughs> but that was not your above average Joe standing ovation rock remix. More words here. Well, I think it's from a, a full album, and it's called the Beat 'Em Up Month. The what? It's called. I, I saw. I saw a, a full collection of remixes, and it's oh, called the, the Beat 'Em Up Month. Nice. Well, know. hopefully he's got more like this because I want to hear them. And it's from the game Beautiful Joe, Ivan Hockstock. So we're doing like a – it's going to be like a Beautiful Joe bonus round. <laughs> That's correct because this, I was looking all about – my first thought was like, I want Beautiful Joe. My remix is going to be from Beautiful Joe. There's no answers or buts about it. Though I am a little sad because I wanted to find the remix for Midnight Thunderboy, which is a track that I'm going to play on this show eventually. <laughs> we will find an excuse for it. We will. We will. Maybe it'd be people in spandex episode. I don't know. Something. <laughs> but for this moment, Hold I could up. not find a remix for it, but I did find a remix for the level for the character. I'm sorry, the character's boss theme for that stage, who is the character Alistair, who is basically Beautiful Joe's rival. Hmm. As you know, heroes such as that need to have rivals. Right, or they just they can't thrive. Yin and Yang. That's right. Dark Night and light. Day, Tomato, Tomato. Robin Purnell. Grapefruit and, and <laughs> Cantaloupe. I don't know. We're not rivals. <laughs> no, don't even put that out there. We're Secret rivals. I can go with that. That's pretty fun. Secrets are great. But this track is <laughs> Beautiful Joe G-Mix. Okay. Forever a Thunder Boy. By, by a person that goes by an interesting name, Gout Vis Grung, <laughs> aka GVG Kid.
some heavy, heavy business. Sometimes I got to bring it. Oof. With a man going by the name of Galtvist Grong, and you can find, GVG Kid. Yeah, you find him on YouTube as GVG Kid. We'll have his links up. Man, this is some. That was some serious business. Yes, I make. I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to sleep tonight after this. <laughs> You're all wired up. Pump. Yeah, this, is, this has been a pumped up episode. It really has. Like I said, don't be surprised if you read the paper next on tomorrow and hear about a mysterious vigilante out in the street. <laughs> Taking down crime and a yellow plastic bag <laughs> and some kind of paper boxes like Mountain Dew boxes or something. Mountain <laughs> Dew man. Getting your car going to work but expect it to transform into your mega robot. I don't know. I'm always worried about how those things break down. People, they transform with the guy still inside the vehicle. That just sounds really yeah, scary and painful. Potentially I, painful. You get a little claustrophobic. And nauseated. <laughs> you're getting tossed around by this mechapod. You're supposed to just get, be battle ready the moment it's done transforming. Well, you got to suck it up for justice. Sometimes justice can suck it for the purpose <laughs> of the fact that I need a more convenient way to get ready for battle. <laughs> well, for more information on the artists on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com, and we will have links to everywhere where you can find their music and support these great artists. Thank you for joining us this week on the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Our focus on Super Sentai games. Spectacular products. Spectacular products. Crazy stuff. Very fun episode, though I gotta say, for all the tracks we did find, I feel like we're missing something. There could be more. Possibly more games inspired by Super Sentai or Tokusatsu games that we just quite missed. I'm sure there are lots of them. And if you know some, please please let us know or if you have some favorites that maybe we, we didn't be missed I'm sure we'll probably make a little trip back to this topic at some point oh yeah or if not to this topic in the show to this topic in my living room on the couch with a controller <laughs> so it's still a very spectacular recommendation if you got them but um uh, for there's a lot of extra um, information about the Sentai series and like their origins and things like that so definitely there's the resource out there uh, henshinjustice.com um but yeah so I hope you digged it. I hope you dug it. I loved all the tunes we played today, especially this last one. This is real classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we do need to get back to the if, because we don't want to forget. We want those recommendations. Yes, definitely. Definitely. If you have um, recommendations for other, other games, or maybe if we missed some tracks from Super Sentai series that you enjoy, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Um, and if you want more information about the show, more information about us, uh, a full track listing from all of our shows, uh, go to the website, rhythmandpixels.com. Um, if you'd like to send us a message over at Twitter, we're on Twitter at rhythm underscore n underscore pixels, or Facebook and um, Instagram, it's at rhythmandpixels. You can check us over at YouTube. Um, you can check us over on uh, anywhere where you can get podcasts, right? So check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, all that stuff. The podcast verse. The podcast verse. I know. I know a lot of people generally uh, get podcasts through um, Apple, through the Apple iTunes or the Apple uh, podcast app. And if you do that, thank you very much. And if you can maybe uh, give us a little rating and review, that'll really, really help us out there. 
Yes, please, because I got to tell you, we love doing this show. We love that people like listening to the show, but it's really hard to get the word out. Yeah, yeah. So the, the more people who rate and review on um, Apple iTunes, just definitely just helps get the word out. And really, it just helps to get the word out for this great music, which is what I want to do. I want to promote you know, these classic tunes that I think transcend time. Here, here to that, sir. Mm. So without anything else going on, I am going to say good night. You've been listening to the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell, not Radio Face. <laughs> Have a great week. And remember, heroes of the Super Sentai are freaking spectacular. They get cool robots and awesome suits, sometimes useful weapons that are sometimes not used properly. But even though they may be fake, it doesn't mean that heroes have to be. It doesn't take much to be a hero either. You know, help a person walk across the street that doesn't seem they may be capable of doing it themselves. Donate money to a charity. Just be a genuinely freaking nice person in society. We need more of those. And again, donate blood. Organ donor. Any number of things you can do to make yourself, you can become a hero with very little but very much appreciated effort. Give it a shot. Hinchin a go-go. If you feel the need to say that while you do it, all the better. <laughs> <laughs>